Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Charcha with the Chachas. In this episode, we have Patikrit Sanyal. Patikrit is a journalist and he has written for many news outlets including CNN, IBN and others. So in this episode, we are talking to him about many ongoing topics such as freedom of speech in our country, how much we can talk, what can we talk about and can we talk about anything and everything that we want to. So without much ado, let's get straight into it. So hello everyone and welcome today to Charcha with the Chichas. I am Prashant and I'm joined by Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello, guys. And we are joined again today by another special guest. And this is Patikrit Sanyal. He is a writer and he is an author as well. He writes for news outlets, news agencies. Some of the companies which he has worked with, some of the news outlets which he has worked with are News Central and India Today, CNN, IBN, and so on and so forth. So we are joined by Patikrit. Hi, Patikrit. How are you doing today? Hey, Prashant, how are you? <laughs> we are doing good. I'm doing good. What's going on? Uh, well, mostly just stuck at home, right? Like everybody else. <laughs> I don't think it's, it, it, it's getting a little to me. Uh-huh. It's, it's like four months since I haven't met people and it's fine, frankly annoying now. I understand that <laughs> things are a little difficult, but you know how it goes. So you're by self, basically. <laughs> Everyone's by their self. Um, I mean, honestly, it's just at this point, it's me waking up, working and in the little brief bits that I take for myself and I browse through Twitter, I get angry. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, that's, that's exactly where I was getting. It's at. become a sort of a routine. Uh-huh. Uh, that's every, that's ev- all, uh, all the people, you know. Uh, right now, Twitter is to get angry. We go on Twitter just to feel, <laughs> oh my God, this world is going to bits. Uh, there is no one to save it. And then we go back to sleep. Right? I mean, who needs therapy? Yeah, exactly. Just watch this, get angry, and then, you know, feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, are, we are getting worked up more than before, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with every passing day, you see something... Mm much worse happening something like things that even if they were happening at a regular pace they seem to have exacerbated mm. a lot in the last couple of months right and it's it's bound mm. to happen like there's there's a sort of helplessness that you feel and at some point you can't help but feel angry you can't help but True. feel you know infuriated that something like this is continuing to happen right hmm hmm because the, the, because it's not only one thing at a time, but there are multiple things at right. a time. <laughs> we don't know what to think about and what not to think about. Okay, what to have our opinions on and what topics not to have our opinions on. Because we tend to have our opinion on almost everything that's going on. I mean, yes, that is another problem. But hmm. I feel like that's a much smaller problem at this point compared to just the kind of injustices that we are hmm. seeing uh, regularly. Hmm hourly in fact it's not even like a daily thing it's like an another hour happens and another you know gross violation of somebody's freedoms mm. are happening somewhere so it's just it's right it's it's a constant uh right. reaching True. of a new mm-hmm. boiling point in india freedom of speech is inside inside confined spaces 
you can speak how much you want but you can speak freely inside this circle and by not touching these other topics mm. so these topics are forbidden these topics are uh, taboo or you should not speak about them touch them look at them smell them do anything about it it feels like especially on twitter uh it's not even like a private space public space matter anymore it's about what you believe in if you have a certain affiliation and i when i say certain i mean if you subscribe to the ideology of our ruling party then you are obviously allowed to say whatever the fuck you want to i'm sorry for cussing <laughs> no, no, no. my bad you keep going keep going uh it is churches so it's it's not a it's not a public space private space thing according to me you can say whatever you want to but as long as you have an ideology backing you you are free from consequences you can say things without impunity uh like for example take uh, agrima joshua the whole shivaji statue joke okay. incident that happened now there have been a ton of different kinds of argument being made over there uh from hmm. say for example a liberal person trying to argue in her favor saying that she didn't say something offensive i my point is that even if she did say something offensive does it really uh you know does she deserve the kind of harassment that she has received in the last one week she doesn't uh somebody else will say and this is from the people who are harassing they keep on uh, you know uh, replying to people on twitter on instagram and whatever and saying that uh, if you have uh, uh, if you are a comic why don't you make joke on prophet muhammad right mm. have you seen that argument we yes, made yes yes 100% right. a zillion yes. times and jesus the, christ the the problem i have with that argument is that they do make that joke they do make that joke on twitter every day they will say something they will say something puerile they'll say something offensive but they want us to also say it so that i don't know for what they just want to make us say it so that we can't have any kind of moral superiority or whatever but it's not a question of moral superior or superiority for me it's just that i don't want to say it i want to make a joke on that i want to make a joke on the things that i want to make ultimately ultimately it's just who you who is backing you is what makes your speech acceptable that's all that's right that's right because uh, it's like you know people comparing her to or you know people comparing kunal kamra like why can't he make jokes like zakir khan or abassi or uh, abhishek upamanyu who tell their stories and don't get into politics most uh, comedians right now don't get into politics because they know the consequences that they are going to but uh, i say uh, like i feel what is it like everyone's handwriting is different right just like everyone's handwriting is different and everyone's drawing when it comes to it is different so everybody's mm-hmm. comedy also would be different nobody's food choices are same then how can you expect somebody's comedy choices to be same or the co- words they use in comedy to be same if kamra tried to be a zakir khan he wouldn't be successful or he it's his jokes wouldn't work because that's not what he feels and that, zakir story is different that's yeah. what makes him different and zakir story if he tries to put politics into it it still won't work because that's not who zakir khan is so each individual is a different person and you can what i'm uh, getting is 
a different comic or anybody for that matter would have a different ideology and everyone doesn't need to have the same ideology that's not how the world works and that's what some people want to believe absolutely and uh, it's interesting that you said food choices because food choices are also police <laughs> heavily right uh, true uh, true whether it's beef or it's dog meat or whatever there's a certain kind of policing that happens all the time and the the thing is that uh, it's like you said that it's their story to they'll say whatever they want to say they say they say they what they'll understand and what they'll relate to but at the end of the day uh, i do feel that our comics need to venture a little more into the political things political side of things like it's uh, they do they on twitter they talk about uh, like even in the case of agrima joshua again it it was only and this is something i have observed it may necessarily not be true it's that uh, people started reacting to it people started awaking to the outrage about it people started uh, understanding oh, that this is wrong only after those horrendous videos came out of the guy uh, you know giving her the rape threats and everything but before that when she was still being harassed on twitter and she was still being harassed by shiv sena mns np uh, ncp or whatever the fuck party uh, nobody really came to her defense to say that why is she being persecuted for a video that's more than a year old which shouldn't have shouldn't be anybody else's business exactly so that's the thing uh, like it was a year old video okay nobody had a problem until a year suddenly at this point of time why has it come up there is no reason for that it is basically someone trying to get fame it is someone trying to get a fame through someone else or pulling someone else down that's is that's easy for them that's how they get into things and by making these things politicized uh they get the recognition that they want and they pull down the people who they want to as well so it's a win win situation for them and it's uh it's exactly like you know pulling out the freedom from uh anyone you want because you like it and uh, a pa- some power is backing you up for that and uh, for a lot of people is just i feel like it's a lack of critical thinking uh there there seem to be too many comments of too many people saying that how can you insult our maharaj how can you insult our hindu icon and what not but i felt like they did not really see the video when they were saying that because had they watched it they would have known that this was nothing like that so it's being fed to people they're they're being told that this uh woman who is not a hindu is making a joke on a hindu icon so obviously you should be angry and you should send her threats it's 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 an absolute failure of critical thinking where nobody stood and waited and evaluated that oh wait maybe she is not saying what she what we are being told she is saying it's just it's blind attacking her and i feel that that has always been the case like for any critic for any dissident anybody who tries to raise their voice they are arbitrarily criticized and harassed without actually taking into account what they are saying or why they are saying so what as yesterday someone pointed out hmm. yeah go on go on prashant yeah what i was thinking is 
See, if I make a joke, okay, I Prashant make a joke, and Eric and Patikri don't like that joke, okay. You both don't like that joke. I understand, okay. You have your own likes and dislikes, but there's a way of opposing me. You don't like it. There's a way of expressing your dissent. <laughs> dissent is not reserved for the left. It is also for the right. But there's a way you express that dissent. You don't go on and break properties. You don't go and damage properties and do that, right? You don't go on and give threats to people, right? You fight it ideologically. If you have a problem with my ideology, you fight it ideologically. We are open to that because that's what democracy is. That's what that's where we have evolved. We are not uh, old age men, right? We are not from the ancient days, right? From the stone age that कुछ हो गया तो we'll pick up stones and we'll throw. We have evolved into thinking human beings. We have we are now thinking ideologically. Everything in today's world is ideologically. It's happening ideologically, right? Social media it is affecting you. ideologically so why can't we express our dissent and our hatred or um, opposition ideologically that's one of the i think that's what is lacking in most of the people and that is what you just said critical thinking exactly and uh, like again like people push this whole hyperbole of freedom of speech uh, to a level where like if if you have noticed when you sometimes if you criticize somebody and especially when you criticize somebody from the right wing their response would always be that oh your freedom of speech is freedom of speech mm-hmm. but mine isn't but the fact is that they are ignoring that freedom of speech does not mean freedom from criticism criticism is always welcome if you disagree with something you are supposed to say that to me you are you're allowed to say that to me you can't go on uh doxing people you can't go on right. harassing them you can't go on giving them threats you can't go on abusing them left right and center and expect that other person to understand your point yeah and i was having this discussion with my dad day before yesterday the day i think the day which this happened this outrage happened and he told me son how would you like if somebody disrespected your father how would you like if somebody made a joke on your father Now that caught me off guard. That question caught me off off guard because I didn't know what to say now. But when I was thinking about it later on, I said, "There's a way I express my dissent for what they are doing. There's a way I express my dislike for the disrespect that you're getting. I don't go because to in today's gen in today's world, I'll not go with my fists up like this. I'll not go and fight. I'll not go and punch him in the face because that's not legal. That's not peace, right? If I have a problem, I fight it legally." so there are two things i fight it ideologically and i fight it legally <laughs> and i think they are not fighting ideologically neither are they fighting legally <laughs> no yeah but oh, there is also a difference that you know uh, talking about uh, you know when when people talk about you know what about if somebody made a joke about my dad uh, that when that sort of sentence comes up i feel that's the same question uh, when you know like uh, papa mere ko bahar jana hai doston ke sath and papa says acha to dost jaage nadi mein kudenge to tu bhi kud jayega like there is no parallel in the comparison that they have asked <laughs> and you uh, say the same thing that you know uh, you compare it with something ridiculous so that uh you don't have a comeback for it and you are like i asked you a normal question uh, as karunesh talwar says ki mai bahar jane ka plan tha mass suicide ka plan nahi tha so uh, it was uh, there it comes in you know uh, you uh, rahul subramanian put it like if i have to use violence to prove my point then i didn't have a point to begin with so uh, 
it is uh, such small things okay when people get angry about you know their ideologies their uh, people of course uh, no doubt that Sh- uh, shivaji maharaj was one of the greatest leaders that ever was present in our country there is no question about that no question. he was the like his four vision if you can look at it he built so many forts uh, knowing that what his enemy could and what his enemy thought he saw three days of uh, four days before the war itself 100% okay and uh, what i'm saying here is you think you as uh, supposed to uh, protect his dignity his respect like uh, who you are uh, if you want to protect his dignity then come up with that argument at what he did you don't need to uh, you know fight it out if shivaji maharaj was present today he wouldn't have even noticed this he would have moved on with his life because he's an ideological person if he is such a person on such a pedestal it would they wouldn't have it wouldn't have mattered for them because it's the part of you know being on a, such a high level that criticism comes and nobody criticized him it was a statue that was being to, spoken about that is being built by the government there was no mention of his legacy or his name in this whole scenario and people took it and molded it the way they wanted doctored the video and spread it's the hate just, it's even even in that argument where you say that uh, like shivaji maharaj would not have cared about this or what not i my question is that it doesn't matter if he would have cared or not he's not here it's it's beyond the point it's it's beyond the point if he would have condoned the uh, the actions taken by say this bad ashubham guy who made that video or if he would have cared for what agrima joshua joked about the fact of the matter is that anything she could have said would not have you know deserved this even if she said something horrendous horrific terrible there could have been like you said a legal recourse for that there could have been uh, you know just somebody explaining to her that you know what this joke is terrible it doesn't make sense it punches up it doesn't it hurts our sentiments it hurt, it makes me feel bad and i think you shouldn't have done this and who is to say that she wouldn't have listened to it if you talk to somebody reasonably and if the other person is of sound mental faculties who can understand reason who can understand uh, you know what like you could who can understand things why would they continue to deliberately go and hurt somebody they wouldn't right my my problem with the whole thing is that nothing she could have done would have deserved this she didn't kill a person she said a thing she said a thing in jest it's 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 basically like we when we argue in terms of what the subject of the joke may have felt or not then we put ourselves also in a trap because we are presuming on somebody's behalf who we have very little historical like very limited historical idea of it doesn't we don't need to take it there ultimately it's a very very basic freedom that we should have that we should be able to joke about something joke about it there can be consequences to a joke i'm not saying that all jokes are free of consequences they should not be free of consequences they should not be free of criticism but those consequences should be in the framework of the system that we follow if there is a joke that is offensive that is clearly clearly wrong then of course you should be allowed to criticize that person 
you should be allowed to if the matter requires it take legal recourse for that you can't go around threatening people it doesn't matter what shivaji would have thought it doesn't matter what anybody would have thought what matters is how people are dealing with it right now and which is absolutely wrong because in india i feel comedians have become a easy target for people oh absolutely because and since tanmay but's roast happened okay uh, it's very easy to pull down a comedian and uh, you know make a name for yourself so since then tanmay has gone through so many things uh, many other comedians have also faced backlash on so many things they have fi- they have heard court cases veerdas keeps getting court cases day in day out the problem is the system doesn't protect artists here if you look at uh, just looking at another democracy that is america okay yeah so uh, in america uh, they can speak about any topic that they want when they are on stage may it be race may it be the president may it be any political party about any uh, type of person you are about lgbtq about uh, your skin color about uh, your mental health they can talk about anything they can talk about negative positive whatever they want to and they won't face a legal action most probably because their system their constitution protects them with that here you can put a defamation case of 50000 crores on somebody for no reason there was a 50000 case thrown on um, the radio jockey the, uh, the radio jockey i don't for, uh, forgot her name who came up with the uh, you know uh, rhyme scheme which said uh, which made a song about the potholes in mumbai so bmc put a case or defamation case oh, on yeah, malishka yeah malishka malishka, malishka yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm like it's so easy to put a defamation case anybody can put a defamation case of how many ever crores they want to on the specific person so that's where the point oh yeah go on yes that's a big problem again like within the framework also there are many things in the legal framework too there are many laws there are many precedents there are many ideas that need to be challenged more often one of them is criminal defamation criminal defamation should not exist it should be civil defamation cri- 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 criminal defamation is only and only a tool for you know intimidating people it is only used by the powerful and it is only as a trend has been used only to silence people okay like you can see that with uh, say for example uh, how jaisha uh, attacked the wire or uh, like after that story was published by the wire about how jaisha's company com- uh, grew exponentially under the modi regime and everything this is this is a technique this is mostly a technique used by the powerful for example an ambani or an adani or whatever they would do that is about their practices and their you know what what they are doing with you know in cahoots with the government yeah no like i think criminal defamation has always been kind of misused by everybody civil defamation yes there should be a provision for that and there is the idea that you can hold defamation on somebody is held to silence them is an idea that i'm very uncomfortable with because anything and everything can fall under the ambit of defamation so like if you talk to a legal journalist or if you talk to a lawyer they'll be able to explain this to you better how criminal defamation has been thoroughly misused over time but the idea still is that like even when we look at legal recourses we need to still look at ethical reg- legal recourses we can't go for any and every legal recourse possible there is because 
then we are no longer being the like we we are basically turning into the same thing that they are hmm okay hmm and touching on uh, touching on that point as well and these people who influence others right made be politicians mm-hmm. okay made be so called social media influencers whom people are looking right. up to these days now when we right. were small when i was small we used to ridicule such guys like mtv roadies okay that was a shit show for me for example <laughs> yeah. okay nobody used to give it they just used to watch it for entertainment oh fun ho raha hai ye isko gaali de raha hai ye time par that was just fun we never used to imitate that okay when we were small we we used to have great ideals in our schools and all we used to have great ideals today these ideals have completely changed there's been a great shift okay there's been a great shift in ideology and ideological uh, sphere and there's been a great shift in this influencing the the people whom we are following the people whom we are looking up to okay mm-hmm. now i don't know what they are looking up to this generation i don't know what they are trying to get out from these people what they are trying to learn from these people but they seem to have a great hold over the masses it's the social media controls it's the social media controls they control the social media so if you control social media you can control a lot of masses it's easy to uh, you know make people follow because no as you said critical thinking most people won't think critically because it takes time it takes effort it takes effort to think mm. on your own it affects uh, takes effort to make your own idea about things and you know uh, come up with a solution and it's very easy to un- now this is because critical thinking comes with a cost mind you <laughs> we don't think about this but critical thinking independent thinking comes with a cost it does it yeah. does because then you have to start thinking with about everything then you can't read the news at face value you can't read the headlines at face yeah. value you can't read and uh, think about people at face value because then you develop this habit of going Correct. deep okay of digging deep okay what's this this news okay then you read two other articles to see you read counter <laughs> articles to see what's the other ideology what's going on yep. so it comes at a cost and then you have people who ridicule you who call you out for not being uh, what do you say for not siding with the government or not siding with the news the narrative that's 100%. been put out so it comes with a cost i guess no of course and i think journalists like you pay pay a bigger price than most of us do <laughs> um i i don't know i feel like uh, journalists and especially in the english media circle is they're still pretty insulated it's mostly uh, regional journalists who pay a bigger price it's mostly activists who pay a, pay a bigger price it's more uh, rti activists and everything who are trying to bring the matter to the forefront who pay bigger prices at at west and especially in the english media ecosystem especially in the tv english media ecosystem uh there there is very little that can happen to you because a you are a big like you you have some sort of a celebrity there you have a face people know you people know your name it's difficult to intimidate you too much without getting some sort of backlash for that but when that happens to a uh, like activists people don't care for activists the middle class definitely doesn't care They for don't. activists at mm. all if it happens to activists and if it happens to more especially activists who belong to caste or religious minorities then you have an easy shot over there right because nobody will give a shit about that they'd be like okay theek hai sahi kar rahe honge matlab if the government says that they're trying to kill modi ji then they must be right so arrest them put them in jail so uh, it's i don't think journalists 
journalists do face backlash there is no doubt about that there is an concerted effort of intimidation but it's not the same correct um on that up, i mean you can tell me if you disagree no no no, no. it's it's true like people who are on the forefront example the ca uh, protest thing so it was so easy to put uh, people behind bars during that time anybody who opposed the uh, opposed and right. just you know just stood for protest they were beaten up thrashed uh, you know and uh, sprayed with everything uh, the police was under the control of the party which was in support of the motion and uh, people were instigated so that they had to use their hands and they still tried not to but still they were put in jail and still people are in jail uh, and there are so many uh, you know uh, i don't uh, know the exact terminology there but there are still so many atro- atrocities that's happening right now just because you want to say and do what's right right now and you you don't agree with some of the ideologies or most of the ideologies right. that the opposition party is keeping hmm. so uh, on 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 the note on which you said that the english media journalists don't get much of a backlash backlash hmm. okay comparatively now i disagree a little bit and it might sound harsh to no, you no no of course okay? go for it it might sound harsh i don't think english media or english journalists are highly regarded in this country no that's true i it's absolutely true you know why you know why i think like this because most of the hindi media most of mm-hmm. the hindi media okay there might be 1% 2% and most of them they are pro government narrative they are pro right wing narrative and most of the english media okay i would not say most but at least half of them okay they are not pro right wing narrative okay because uh, i yeah i yeah no continue with this sorry i i'll so, my point after that yeah so so there are yeah so there are a fair number of journalists i think who also have who also speak on both sides okay but still they get that hate online i have seen english journalists who do reporting on both sides because i am i i am on twitter so i can just talk about twitter but still they get backlash still they get okay. backlash i don't know why yeah so that's one thing that i have noticed so uh no i'm absolutely not denying that they don't get backlash obviously they do lots of people get harassed uh, so people i disagree with get harassed and i that's it's not a good thing say for example barkhadat uh barkhadat is considered a liberal journalist barkhadat is not considered pro government and everything fundamentally disagree with most things she says but the point is that i can't disagree with the fact that she gets harassed on a daily basis just but it's the consequences of uh like the things that she says the like the kind of harassment she receives and this is not to trivialize what she goes through is all i'm saying is that it's it's not the same as somebody from a local uh, media outlet uh, say for example in uh, jharkhand or mp or chatisgarh or uh, telangana or uh, whatever where they are trying to do on ground reporting where they don't have the backing of a either uh, social capital or financial capital and they the kind of harassment the kind of uh, risks that they go through is nothing compared to what english media journalists and especially english media journalists of fame go through yeah yeah 
so there, there is one report that i read some days before this happened i guess two to three weeks ago okay. a journalist was killed in unnao okay he was killed okay. because he reported on the sand mafia in unnao in illegal sand mining and land encroachment so he was killed so i, mean, I think what you said confirms it it confirms that people who uh, who are involved in regional reporting regional uh, journalism they get more hate and that's true like uh, do you for example remember uh, the incident with prashant kanojia he's a journalist uh, he okay. used to work for the wire uh-huh. he's a hindi journalist so prashant kanojia got arrested uh, uh, because he had shared a funny video that somebody else had made about yogi adityanath on twitter he just tweeted that and he got arrested for that and he was put in jail and he was harassed for a significant amount of time like at least 2 or 3 weeks if i if i remember it correctly and uh, so but the reason why people were able to do that with more impunity is because he was a hindi journalist who was not known well enough you can't imagine uh, say for example yogi adityanath's government to be able to do that to somebody like rajdeep sardesai right they can send him a legal notice they can uh, send police they can ask him to be arrested and what not but it will happen in a much more dignified manner it will happen with a lot more comfort it won't it will still be wrong it will still be bad but he won't face the same kind of harassment that prashant kanojia faced and it's around the same time when prashant kanojia was arrested there were a few other arrests from the other parts of the country which nobody paid attention to because nobody knew about it because nobody talks about this uh wait i'll just look it up uh, but uh, as far as i remember there was a journalist from jharkhand uh, who was uh, whose house was raided and uh, whose books and stuff were confiscated and uh, he was he's a journalist and an activist and basically the charges that were put on him is that he is a naxalite because he has books related to communism and oh. everything on his face now this is a very very regular tactic used by cops especially uh, in areas where uh, nationalism maoism is a kind of a like you know a regular problem but the fact is that despite this being such a regular thing people don't talk about it because and it's our fault that we don't care about it enough where we care about the bigger names about the flashier things but the regular injustices kind of just slip you know beneath the cracks kind of away from our vision so and this is the kind of thing that has happened to everybody who was related to the elgar parishad uh, in the aftermath of the you know bhima koregaon incident in 2018 this has happened to so many people it's happened to and even even the people who are not who have not been charged mm, right. with UAPA oh, oh. they too were harassed yeah, there yeah. were many people whose mm. places were raided 55 journalists i remember the uh, figure 55 journalists were, were either arrested either booked either threatened yeah. okay during the covid 19 <laughs> yeah it's such a joke 55 journalists is not a small number and journalist okay <laughs> it's not it's not a small number but how many people do you think would pay attention to yeah, that yeah true hmm so it's our fault too on a very big level is where we concentrate on the bigger things but kind of let the smaller things 
you know slip through it's obviously we as an individual you can't know or you can't invest in everything but there seems to be a structural problem about how we consume news and how we outrage as well because the joke because when you uh, you know catch a comedy you know basically um when when you face offense to take offense to a joke when someone does that it's basically a deflecting tactic mm-hmm. it's to you know uh, take your eyes off the main issue that's at hand and uh, put your hand put your eyes somewhere else and you know divert you from the original thing that's going on because whenever something happens whenever especially during a budget or uh, if the budget is not good that's coming out then uh they uh, they you know completely turn the narrative the other way around but if the budget is better for the uh, people like this time around it it is it is showcased okay last time around it then it was showcased you know how the farmers are protesting in delhi and uh, what stuff not so whenever they want to deflect th- things from the main uh, main thing that's on the day right. uh, should be on the ad- agenda today they uh, deflect it uh, uh, on the same day yeah and this is an astonishingly common tactic that we still sometimes don't see through <laughs> yeah. it's how i don't know it's kind of it's our bad we we i think should learn to recognize patterns better about how things are done and how they should we should prioritize on what we talk about and what we should pay more attention yeah, to yeah yeah mm. that is one important thing which you have said so it's both the it's both the participants right is the audience as well and is the media because the media has created yeah. this uh, hunger okay of sensationality <laughs> in the minds of the people and the people now they are used to it and they they find it they uh, they find it appealing because that's what sells that's what trp is yeah absolutely we like to be part of the bigger thing right like everybody is talking about it we also want our voices to be heard over there we want our opinions to be there on that topic but in this kind of this deluge of information that happens we sometimes lose track of more important things that we should have been talking about i mean it's 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 a human error that you can do in nothing about honestly true 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 just try and be better individually yeah that's all yeah yeah so now what do you think is evolving where do you think the media in india is evolving what are the good sides of uh, the media that that were not there 10 or 22 years ago okay honestly what do you think evolving for the good honestly i can't tell you about 10 or 20 years ago because i was as much of a child back then <laughs> and uh, so i i can't make that comparison fairly what i can say is that the problem with media right now and it's a big problem is the same problem that is with us or rather it's 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 an evolved form of the problem uh, have you heard of something called uh, manufacturing consent manufacturing consent no for our, for a years and for us kind okay. of elaborate yeah okay so manufacturing consent is the idea mm-hmm. where uh, like you a, a media channel uh it doesn't like it doesn't have to be television news it's basically a medium that is allowing you to think that you're coming up or making up your mind about something where in fact it is uh subtly 
taught to you to go through go via a certain direction by the powers that be so right now if you talk about manufacturing concern you have to look at uh, say a channel like republic or times now now you or to be honest any news channel right now where they they talk about certain things always and they will specifically not talk about a few things like for example when when something that the opposition does happens they amplify it so much they discuss it they dissect it they were they want to think that the opposition is powerful enough right now for you to be able to you know focus on them and not in on the ruling party now that is manufacturing consent where you subconsciously will think yes i need to talk about the opposition i need to talk about why rahul gandhi did not say this but he said that but what the news channels are actually also not showing you is what the prime minister didn't say and because because they are not barraging you with that information it doesn't occur to you that oh i should be questioning this as well and ultimately you think that you have made up your own mind about this but you haven't it was subtly you were subtly indoctrinated into this idea and that is manufacturing consent it's uh, it's an idea as far as i know was presented by noam chomsky oh okay uh-huh. uh, the yeah mm. so we should all read more about that uh-huh, yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. the to, the to, point is yeah, that yeah, yeah. this i f- this i feel is the biggest problem with the media right now is that it is manufacturing consent for us it is manufacturing ideas for us it is manufacturing outrage for us there are media houses there are news organizations and more importantly there are journalists even within the bad news organizations who do their job good who try to bring out a story nicely but ultimately it's individuals can't change things unless there is a ground up you know upheaval of the whole process unless you change take a look at it properly unless you try to examine oh this is the problem over there this is a structural issue that we need to replace altogether so i can't i i honestly it it it's a little difficult for me to say anything good about the media right now uh, i really i really still love a lot of journalists and the work they do i love caravan as a magazine it's it's a phenomenal uh, investigative organization they do detailed stories they do beautifully written very very good critically you know pieces that will make you think they not only and they do it at, obviously they're a small organization they do stories about things that would get them in trouble everywhere but they continue to do so and i feel like to be able to survive this with any kind of decent you know uh, media remaining for us de- decent kind of journalist journalism remaining for us we have to look towards the way they function the way they are they keep battling ahead without thinking of the consequences of a story they decide a story is good they will follow it they decide it's a weak story they won't follow it but they won't think about political repercussions of it trump would say everything is fake news Donald Trump and I was thinking just as you were talking uh, one thing one funny thing came in my mind that India is the only country I think you guys might have also read it or heard it India is the only country where the ruling party does something wrong or something goes wrong in the country and the questions are asked to the opposition party (laughs) right exactly (laughs) this is exactly that right not even the opposition party 
a prime minister who is dead they ask questions <laughs> to a prime minister who died so i don't know how many years ago who the first prime minister oh, of india nehru <laughs> they ask questions to the first and, prime minister of india and as much as we can laugh about it people really do buy into yeah. this you know that they do <laughs> of course they do <laughs> you you would probably see this on family whatsapp groups where somebody would say nehru did this that is why this is happening to yeah. us I have loony ass relatives who say shit like this. Yeah, of course. Uh, there's there's always that chacha or that actor who always says that. Uh, but uh, I'm saying <laughs> they say Alu ka da Kanthi ka naam bade gaya Nehru ki wajah se. Wajah na pani niara kar pe Nehru ki wajah se. Exactly. वो जाके भी उसको तो बरक भी नहीं पड़ रहा है तुम जितना बोलना है बोलो. And when people say it, then you, they are like, okay, ठीक है अगर उन्हें बोला तो होगा शायद. Nehru is relevant. relevant nehru is relevant to every headline in this country even in this Ch- india china conflict nehru is relevant 100% <laughs> it's ridiculous how much nehru is in currency right now without mm. really being here <laughs> what would See, nehru, nehru might have done some yeah nehru <laughs> might have done some strange things okay he might have done some really gross things okay that's a different matter but to blame everything on nehru <laughs> yeah so when did you when did you start journalism you were saying that um, it's not been a long time since you started journalism it's, but it's how been, and it, when did you get into journalism it's been around 6 years now i started working at cnn ibn okay and it was cnn ibn back then now it is cnn news 18 um mm. then for a brief bit i worked at buzzfeed as well i worked at uh, india today for a uh, long stretch i used to write for their uh, india today's opinions platform dailyo uh, i used to write about culture and politics and uh, following that i joined a small news startup called news central 247 where we tried to do as much you know ground reporting and independent journalism with our very constrained budget and we tried to basically our attempt was to bring out the stories that you wouldn't normally hear on mainstream news that uh, it was our, our our plans and ideas over there uh, and thanks to the person who started it uh, dushyant aroda uh, it was the idea was to give a voice to the voiceless to the marginalized so we would go to rural areas and we'd go to urban you know low income housing areas and to try and talk to the people who are actually affected by electoral decisions and not by the middle class the upper middle class who who for whom things don't really change one way or the other who remain generally insulated so uh that was one of the better experiences that i've ever had working over there it was it and it it kind of gives me hope that there is there is a possibility for this there is a possibility for organizations small organizations to exist who do stories that others don't so that has been one of my better points in journalism okay uh, what i was thinking about what you just said okay the small news organization you guys try to do something now suppose if somebody wants to take over the new media okay they want to build a niche for themselves in the media okay or they want to do true journalism to report right. okay because the media scene in india is general okay we see left and we see right okay 
but as a whole the the media is most of it it leans toward one direction so if someone wants to take over that okay and they just want to bring it back to balance so how much of a dedication would it take now that you have a fair bit of experience in doing that oh my okay? god that hmm. that no that would require i don't i don't that is an impossibility at this point a new seesaw that would require a new seesaw itself <laughs> as you said it's tilted towards one as he said that you know it's tilted towards one side uh, if it's a seesaw battle you can say then i said you have to build a completely new seesaw if you have exactly. to you know, bring a com- <laughs> completely uh, unbiased reporting if you can say that's okay, a herculean I, task exactly and the thing is no person okay i would say no person in this world is extremely right or extremely right as a human being i'm saying not as a political party political parties think that we have to do this exponentially that we have to take this exponentially right or exponentially left so that you know we can win those votes because a normal human being who's a citizen of any country wants a, a job wants a house wants to pay less taxes if possible and wants good roads that's all they want they don't care mostly about if you are a hindu if you are a muslim if you are a christian and if you are going to work on the roads in india these three religion mostly have the same skin color you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between all of them and everybody wants just the normal day to day activity but media and political parties tend to shift it way to extreme just to fill their vote banks and fill in the hatred because divide and rule will always work has worked in the past is working today and will be the weapon for a political party every time hmm hmm no of course there is always that so so do you see someone doing this do you see someone taking over the current state of media do you see someone taking a stand for it i i like i said caravan does a fantastic job wire does a fantastic job uh there are journalists in a lot of mainstream organizations in indian express in the hindu uh in the print who do who do fantastic reporting who do very very incisive reporting who do incisive commentary on things and the the thing is that they will remain and they will always continue to do so the bigger problem is right now and this is a point brought forth by a few people i know always is that what is the model of media right now what is the financial model that we follow and the financial model at at this point only requires us to have stories that will get eyeballs that will get hits you wouldn't want how many people would want to read about a story about contractual labor and how contractual labor affects people how it affects you know uh, labor rights how many people want to read a story about uh, minimum wage they don't but these are really really important stories that we should be talking about more often and every day the but the point is that the way our business models the media business models run right now nobody has the time to care for that uh, a couple of months ago uh, nitin sethi he's a journalist uh nitin sethi and he's a very very reputed established journalist he's a good journalist he wrote uh, this one fantastic commentary uh, on uh, how newsrooms in- ignore rti you know uh, so 
RTI, you know what RTI is, right? Right to information. So RTI activists, RTI activists are there across the country who try and get information, who try to make sense of why things are happening. But newsrooms don't focus on RTIs because these are stories that require time to build. You know, you have to investigate a lot. You have to keep on requesting for information. You have to talk to a lot of people. You have to build the story. Now, when you have to put in that kind of an input into a story that a lot of newsrooms are discouraged from doing that because it is time consuming. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of effort, but ultimately the reward and by reward and I say reward negatively over here, reward in terms of eyeballs are quite less. Uh, Nitin Sethi did this fantastic series of stories for Huffington Post and for News Laundry about about electoral bonds. You should go and check it out. It's it's like a five part or a six part series. But my question is that how many people did read that story? It was an enlightening, insightful story. It was a great series, but it wasn't picked up by the mainstream ever because it requires effort. Now to to unilaterally just shift the effort, like to, you know, shift the model of the media. You need to look at a financial model that discourages you from, you know, that, that encourages you to do a story without looking at numbers, without looking at how many people are reading this, without looking at circulation, without looking at TV, TRPs and everything. So that is an effort that has to be taken by everybody and not one like it can't be achieved individually this is a group effort by collective effort by the entire media ecosystem of india otherwise i don't see it changing so uh, did you do a course in uh, journalism did you no i did not <laughs> yeah, so uh, if if people want to get into journalism uh, how do they get, uh, get into it uh, what do they do Honestly speaking, I think I just lucked out a little bit because somebody uh, uh, was I, I knew was resigning and they needed a replacement and they suggested that I apply and I did and I got the job. And from there, it's just, you know, me moving from one place to another, which has a lot to do with also me knowing people. There is an enormous amount of privilege of networking and everything where I can, you know, I know journalists so I can go ahead and get my footstep into the door over there but uh, i would suggest that of course there are good courses out there although some of them are really expensive especially asian college of journalism acj the more famous one in india super expensive and everything my suggestion is that if you want to pursue journalism you have to really you know fixate yourself into that you have to just kind of keep like right now it's very difficult to get into it because a lot of companies have a hiring freeze and everything and media is not in its best shape right now but and people are getting fired which which it started with in the aftermath of the Lok Sabha elections but with the pandemic now things are worse than ever but I would suggest that rather than focus on the courses try and focus on the kind of stories that are ideally done, that are done well, and how people go about it. Observe the journalists, observe the kind of stories they do, and it should give you a good idea 
obviously a course is also invaluable it teaches you how to write it teaches you how to make sense of a news report what should go where and what not but that technicality can also be learnt on the job is what i feel this is not to discourage somebody from taking a course please go for it correct <laughs> so you say but uh, you have to you know i just suggest go on go on yeah you have to get into it yourself mm-hmm. you you can't it, it's not just doing a course it's it's a kind of a commitment that you have to make that you know if i want news to happen if i want journalism to happen i need to be better than what is happening right now i need to understand contextualize and uh, disseminate information in a way that everybody understands where everybody understands the value of this information and everybody understands uh, why this is contextually important right now why say for example if you are talking about labor rights you have to you have to make sure that people understand that this is something that has been systemically bad for a long time but why now why is it especially bad now and things like that like it's it's a like yeah. it's it's more just you have to really dub, double down into the research of things you have to double down into understanding things so yes a course is great but i honestly i a lot of journalists i know are not from j schools rather they are people who are lawyers or people who are uh, social like who studied sociology and stuff like that or people who have studied history and who 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 do this job better than a lot of people from uh, established j schools again th- this is not this a rule passion it has to yes, come from the inside you it's it has to come from the inside it doesn't matter if you are going to the college or not yes. if you want to get if you want to write an article you have to like because you can only pour out so much in an article but to pour that much out with uh, the information that you need you need to know uh, a lot lot more because you have to fill a glass then you have, uh, but you have to know a tank that's the crux of it i feel right yeah it's ultimately if you work with a decent editor even if you are a rookie journalist over time you learn how to do things a lot of things can be learned on the job a lot of like obviously when you start out you don't know a lot you tend to write in a certain way you tend to express in a certain way and if you have good editors they will tell you the right way to go about it they'll tell you that this information should appear before this so that it the story makes a little bit of sense so that there is a flow to the story now things obviously these are also taught in j schools but the point is that this is Correct. is all i'm saying so uh, pratikrit uh, thank you so much for joining us on charcha with the chicha today it was a great enlightening episode again uh, and you brought in so many points and uh, put in so many perspectives in front of us uh, thank you so much for taking out your time and joining us on another episode here would you like to say something it was it was completely my pleasure thank you for letting me ramble about a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> i it's it's been a while since i have spoken out so there been meaning to say and thank you so much this is a fun conversation <laughs> oh we are thank you. it was our pleasure
Thanks, man. Yeah, thank, thank you so much, Pratikrit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, go on. So, I suppose if 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 somebody has to reach you, if somebody wants to, uh, do you have a, a social media or something like that? Yeah, it's on my Twitter, Buckethead Case. Your Twitter is? My Twitter is at Buckethead Case. You can always reach out to me, and uh, I usually when I see messages, I do respond to them. So, unless I miss out on them completely, I think uh, it's fairly easy to approach me. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so thank you so much, Pratikrit, again, one more time for joining us on Charcha with the Chichas. And thank you so much, Prashant, as well, uh, for joining again. It was a very fun conversation. So guys, if you did like this episode, do give us a follow on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or any other podcast app that you're listening to us on. So that's it from me, Prashant, and Pratikrit here on this episode of Charcha with the Chichas. Until next time, stay tuned, stay alert, stay awake. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode of Charcha with the Chichas. If you did like it, do give us a follow on our Instagram page when we post these kind of content on a regular basis. It's Charcha with the Chichas on Instagram and it's CWC underscore pod on Twitter. So if you did like our episode, do give us a feedback on any of these platforms. Do remember to hit that follow and subscribe button on any platform that you are listening to us on. Until next time, that's it from me and Prashant. See you. Goodbye. Charcha with the Chichas. Your discussion at that.